Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Shower Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry. And it's me, James. Hello, James. Hello, Jerry. It's been a long time. It has been. A whole week. A whole week. Too long. And you know what? It's now spring. It is. You're quite right. And you know what made me notice that? Was the spell of nice days we've been having recently. Yes. Although, as we are talking, it's completely wet outside. Yes. But aside from today... It's been wonderful. It has been quite nice. Doesn't it uplift your mood, make you feel so much better? Yes. Yeah. I feel uplifted. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So, Jerry, I have a question. Do you have a favourite season? Favourite? I can rank them. All right. From the best to worst. All right. Go Go ahead. It goes autumn, spring, winter, summer. You don't like summer? No. uh, It's too hot. And... Prediction for this year, all right? I'm betting on the over for for temperature-wise, all right? For this year, this summer, it's going to be way too hot. All 40s right. all around. I'm calling it. Okay. I'll, I'll hold you to that, but I think you're going to be right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have to agree with your order as well. I have to say that it'd probably be autumn, spring, winter, and summer for me as well. Yeah. Maybe interchangeable. Like- oh, too hot as well. Too hot, yeah. Yeah. Just... Too much. Maybe if some, we live some somewhere, places, yeah, yeah, like the the UK or something. Yeah, summer would be ideal. Or Antarctica. Uh, yeah, that'd be the great one. We should move there. We I'd should. like to go to Antarctica someday, actually. Yes, as would I. I'd yeah. go pat a penguin. Oh, that'd be sick. You like um or push over a penguin. I'd take my uh like toboggan yeah. and I'd like slide down the hill with the penguins. <laughs> yeah, have you seen uh, Avatar? It's like what he did with the. Which Avatar? The cartoon, not not the um the movie. The movie's not good, I reckon. Which Avatar we talk about though? Because there's Avatar movie, and then there's like that Avatar Alien movie. The Alien? Oh no, no, no! Sorry, the Avatar like the live action ah, of the cartoon. Yes, I never is, watched that. Yeah, no, don't watch it. It's terrible. Okay, I won't. Yeah, I'm talking about like the uh, the actual cartoon, The Last Airbender. Yes, it's really good. I don't remember that though. Actually, it's been a long time since I watched, and I'm keen for the new season on Netflix to come out. Oh, that's right. They're making a new, uh, uh, a new is season. Is it going to be live action or is it going to be... I don't know, but I'm keen I for I hope that. it's not live action. They always screw up the live action ones. True, it's true. It's really... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's a disappointment. Oh, that, that covers the weather pretty quickly. Yeah, I know. It's because we, we got agreed. That out of the yeah. way. It's because... Uh, yeah, my heart sank when you were like, you know what? I completely agree with you. We said we'd so do that- the weather. Huh? We said we'd do the weather. Yeah, we did. It's only taken till episode, whatever this is. Four? Four? Four. Oh my god, we've come such a long way. We have, from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> and currently the view's on a steady decline, so I can't wait for like the three people watching this to agree with us as well. Yeah, I think that happens with um, most YouTube videos. Because if you look in a in a playlist or a series, the first one has like a million views. Oh, for us... 50, 55, 54, 54 views. I, I'm, I was a bit too optimistic there. That's right, bud. That's uh, the way we want it, though. Yeah, 54 views. Um, and then it, like, progressively halves, and then it, like, flattens out. Oh, I can't wait for that to get to our flat point of 10, 10 views per episode. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, 0.3 views at the rate we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We can remain optimistic for now, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the first shower thought. Okay, so I was reading... Uh, actually, I was watching a YouTube video the other day on sort of 
doing stuff in Japan, basically. It was like one of those procrastination videos, like the YouTube train. Yep. Was it like three o'clock in the morning? You started watching like how to write with my left hand. Uh, ended up watching how giraffes mate, something like that. It was actually like four thirty in the afternoon, and I told myself I would spend the day studying at like nine a.m. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, so off to a good start. Um, yeah, so I was watching that, and the, he visited some market. It was a fish market, but he went to this store which was selling melons, and he was saying that uh, because fruit in um, in Japan is really expensive. It's insanely expensive. Uh, and the melons there, like the rounder and the prettier they are, the more they're sold for. So I think one melon, like the, the highest priced melon, ended up being sold in an auction at, I think it was like 20,000 Australian dollars, something around there. I converted it from um, yen, but it was an insane number. So that got me thinking, new genius idea, we breed genetically modified melons, which are completely round and completely, you know, perfect looking, and sell them at auctions in Japan for $20,000 a pop. And we live in our mansions and we answer the door in our bathrobes, like slightly ajar with some like some um, tasteful thigh showing and, like, a champagne glass. I like that idea, Jerry, but what makes you think people haven't tried this already? I'm, I'm saying this because my dad sells vegetables and fruits and he used to sell watermelons, but that got taken over by Monsanto, the biggest genetically modifying company in the world, and I just feel like they would, they would be on this shit, man. They would, they would know what to do. It's a it's a tough market to get into. Maybe try like a tomato, or yeah, I'd, a pear. Uh, they don't. I think it's mostly like um, melons and berries that sell for a lot in Japan. All right, we'll do berries. I yeah, I haven't heard of berries before. Well, I, what's wrong with a melon? I just feel well. You've got like the biggest genetically modifying company in the world already onto this. They might have a bit of a head start on us. Yeah, but I mean, they they've spread themselves too thinly. Right, they're genetically modifying everything. We're just going for the melon market. Okay, so we'll perfect the melon. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I do think there's a flaw with this this um idea. I'm I'm speaking as if it's like the most genius idea. Yes, like you've found like a tiny crack, but it's actually not very good. Um, your arbitrage. My arbitrage. Yeah. You know what? That was a good idea until we realized until it it all fell apart. Until (laughs) until it wasn't. Uh, yeah, the problem with this idea is that if, uh, you were able to genetically modify it and if, if Japan were to buy these melons, the price would have gone way down already. You know, supply and demand. Yep. So. Fair enough. But so, why not just like only do a couple, like a, a select release of melons per year, the most perfect melons there's 20 per year or something like that. Okay. Well, well, no, because you can make more money. It's just... If you sell more. Yeah. Yeah, but then, obviously, as the supply grows higher, then the price will drop. Yeah, but um, 
in a competitive market, this is just economics, like in a competitive market, other people w- will enter because they can make money as well. And then it will eventually reach an equilibrium. So that's what I'm saying. If you keep your supply down to a minimum, only like enough to make an enough money, you're keeping that the demand to the select few that actually want it instead of those. Yeah, who- but suppose someone else also did genetically modified melons and so if you sell less they can sell more and make more money than you so that's not a that's not a, an optimal move on okay. your part yep you're right yeah but why don't you just sabotage them and destroy all their melon farms you're right you know what what was that company you were saying before uh monsanto and where are they based now buyer in america Ah, oh, damn. I was hoping they were based in uh, Mount Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, across the road from me, I can piss on their crops. <laughs> yeah, look. Good idea, Jerry. I'm, yeah. I mean, I've I'm got another... I'm watch you take that away and win at life. Yeah, um, I'm looking for... Yeah, I've got other ideas, or should I save that for uh, for another week? I don't know. How many ideas do you have, Jerry? Okay, I say ideas, but it's... It's one. All I right. have one other idea. Yeah, spill it. Okay. So, recently I went uh, I went to the snow, to Hotham. Yes, yes. Beautiful, by the way. Beautiful weather. In September as well. Crazy. Um, really, really good. First time I was boarding. Uh, yeah. Slang. Boarding. Yeah. Woo, shackers. Uh, yeah, I was actually pretty good. I'll tell you the story after I pitch my idea. All right. Which hopefully no one steals. So this is this is our trademarked, by the way. You heard it here first. It's Jerry's idea. I'll take you to court. Intellectual property right here. Intellectual property, exactly. Uh, yeah, so basically we had to apply sunscreen because uh, even though it's cold, the sun reflects on the snow and it's really easy to get burnt. Um, if you're here right now, you can see that I have a slight goggle tan. Uh, from being sunburnt. Science. Yes, science. Uh, so, yeah, I was thinking, like, who really likes sunscreen? Nobody, right? It's it's just oily and it's, like, gooey. And no one likes, you know, rubbing it all over their body and face, right? So why not develop a mask? Like a little... You know the masks they put on for, like, um, like moisturizing and, like, facial beauty product yes right with the cucumbers and the eyes yeah yeah Yeah, the the hot towel yeah um the cucumbers the most important part yeah exactly exactly um yeah so develop one of those that blocks uv rays and then just like instead of applying sunscreen just like put the film it'll be like glad wrap right just put glad wrap yourself With this, with this UV blocking film, and yeah, I can see potential flaws, such as I don't. I feel that would be way more difficult to apply than sunscreen. Yeah, but it's it's better. Well, I'm sure if we got the product at that level, we could find definitely find a way for easy application. It might be a slightly. What, what happens harder. if you don't want it just for your face? What happens if you want like a full body application? Is there like a full body? glad wrap you can do well yeah just buy more glad wrap <laughs> <laughs> pretty simple if you ask me <laughs> all right yep yeah, well, yeah. Mm. actually just had a thought leading on to that you could just wear like garbage bags 
Ah, uh, true, yeah. Yeah. Why not? That's That would block out the sun. Bring back the garbage bags. Yeah. Style. Exactly. If that was everything. Yeah. But mainly the uh, the UV, like, film protection wrap thing. I could see that working for you, like, your face, but I don't know about your ears. You have, like, little, yeah. little wraps for your ears. Ear-shaped wraps. Yeah. Or they could be um, reusable. Right? That just sounds nasty. Nastier than sunscreen? I mean... You sweat a lot. And it's a... You're, like, putting the sweaty stuff. Sweaty, oily, because your face has got oil on it. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I can see potential flaws. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean... It's all right. We can look into this one. I it's propose... Got potential, Jerry. Exactly. We dump a million in and ah, see how it goes. Get a small loan of a million from our father. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get my secretary right on it. We've got a secretary? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's, um, it's the first it's time. It's Byron, your brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Get him right onto it. Yeah. He gladly accepted the role. Oh, I'm glad. Anyway... I was having... It wasn't so much a shower thought as it was a car thought. Remember you said this in the first yes, episode? The, it should yep. have been called car thoughts. Mm. Well, I was driving to the airport the other day and, you know, as you drive, you get some people who are just bad drivers and you don't really know how they got their license. You don't know how they're on the road and it just frustrates you. Do you ever get frustrated while driving, Jerry? I get so frustrated. Good. You're backing up my point here. I, I, I propose... That nine out of ten drivers on the road at any time are angry. Ooh, we'd have to run. Yeah, look. All right, we'll just tests. we'll just run with it. We'll say nine out of ten drivers. Nine out of ten are angry at any time because of the one dickhead who doesn't know how to drive properly. Yeah, and even like when you get angry, you start to drive badly as well. So it just the numbers propagate. Yeah, yeah. I I All can right. see where you're coming from. And I'm um, let's I don't know. We we don't have any numbers on this. I'm going to say. At any moment in time, 15 to 20% of Australia's population is driving. Yeah. Oh, no. Less? Yeah. 15? Less. I, I'd say on average, far less, because you've got night as well. If you want to average it out, I'd say about half. All right. Screw the night. Okay. <laughs> During the day. Right. 15, 10, 10%? I don't know. We got, we got a, I'd say a fairly large portion. Like, During larger peak than you would think. I reckon it'd be like 35%. All right. We'll run with... 20, it seems like 20. a nice number. 20. Okay. So 18% of that are angry. Ooh. Yes, that's what we're saying. When 9 out of 10 people are angry, 18% of that 20 yeah. Are, yeah. are angry drivers. So yeah. at any one given moment, 18% of Australians are angry. Yes, but I see a flaw in your argument. All right. I think you're biased because you're an especially angry person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just hear me. Yeah? You don't know where I'm going with this yet. Okay. I'll just... Put forward what right, I think. Right. So, you've got 18% of the population focusing all their their willpower and thought towards being angry at the one dickhead who can't drive properly. I propose that we get rid of the human part of it. We get rid of drivers. We just make all cars autonomous, yeah? Ooh, self-driving cars? Self-driving cars, yes. Yep. Everyone... It's like a law. You have to have a self-driving car. You can put no input into it. Maybe like when you get to the side roads and you're getting home, you can drive it. But main roads, highways, nah. Let the computers do it. They won't fight with each other. And guess what? Now that you're not thinking about trying to kill that guy who merged in front of you, in front of you without indicating, you can think about more uh, worldly problems. Maybe think yeah. about solving world hunger. Oh, yeah. Have your own car thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Imagine that. Jot Eight, them down. 18% of the population 
We'll net. Oh, we'll can say twenty because there's that one. Sorry, the two percent of people who aren't being retarded while driving. Yeah, they don't have to concentrate on driving. Obviously, so twenty percent of the population can put their thought towards being better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think your argument stands, but with different numbers. Yeah, you know, the numbers were purely hypothetical, yeah. just to yeah make a point. Mm. I think uh, I don't. I don't think there's that many bad drivers. I I encounter. Oh. I reckon on average, maybe like one every two car trips. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and it's like it's always it's something minor, right? But. It's always like oh, he's in the right lane. Exactly. And no. he's going right. ninety. Oh. Right. It's not that bad. You just yeah. Yeah. I might be an angry person. I think you are an angry person. <laughs> You're not wrong, but I still <laughs> I think there are a lot of angry drivers out there. Yeah, there definitely are. And also leads to the point like how we gotta implement better tests so that some people who honestly shouldn't be driving can't drive. Yeah. It's like that saying, like, when you get to a certain age, maybe you should be doing a test to see if you're still able to drive by yourself. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that on my way here, because um was someone making you angry, Jerry? Uh, no, it was, um, is I actually had a beer before I came. I know I'm a bad boy. Yeah. Don't tell the cops, but, um, I had a beer before I came and I was thinking like if I got caught and I was, I had like a tiny hint of alcohol, I would have lost my license, which is ridiculous. I can drive fine with one beer with dinner. Yes, right? exactly. Like it's, it's insane that like pea platers have a zero limit when you have like 90 year old people who are blind in one eye driving on the freeways. Right. Did you hear, um, some old lady stopped in the middle of the Mornington Peninsula freeway, like stopped. I did not hear this. Yeah. I would have been so angry. Well, um, a car, it must've been around a corner cause a car didn't see her and they flipped, they oh, flipped geez. their car to avoid. Yeah. It's insane, right? Yeah, so, like, at what point do you draw the line? You're like, all right, so this person doesn't drive well. First of all, how do you even test that? How do you know that that person's not driving well? Uh, I think there's, there's like, a spectrum, right? Because you have, like, little things, like, you know, they're they're in the right lane and they're going a bit slower. That's, like, I mean, no one's going to die from that, right? No one's going to crash from that. But it's incredibly frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating, yeah. I was actually once that guy. Um, I'm not surprised. Thanks. I've seen you you drive. (laughs) I've driven with you. It's Okay, to quote James directly, uh, it was was a Saturday night or something, and I was driving him home, and I was taking a back road, and he said, it's a Saturday night on a back road. Why are you going the speed limit? I, I recall this moment. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. No worries. Just uh, all right. That's another thing I have to talk about now as well, speed limits, but please continue the story. No, that's pretty much it. It's just right, well, showing... Right, speed limits. Right. I think speed limits should be variable with the time of day, the congestion on the road. I guess location counts as well, but there's definitely some situations where you can go more than the speed limit safely. Yeah. I agree. So They do have variable speed limits on some of the roads, but it's like never changes, and if it changes, it just goes down when it sometimes yeah. should be going up. Yeah. You're, uh, like on, I don't know, let's say on the East Link when you're driving home one night, it's like 1am, no one's on the road, speed limit's still 100. Yeah. It shouldn't be. There's no one on the road. 
I, I, could, I should say, should be uncapped at that sort of time, I guess, or maybe 140. Yeah, well, <laughs> your favourite speed, isn't that, James? 140. <laughs> yes, yeah. you got me, Jerry. Classic James. How many, um, how'd you go in your last street race? Oh, uh, yeah. How's uh, been Diesel doing? Yeah. <laughs> been, uh, been <laughs> given the old Volkswagen Polo a bit of work. Yep. Bit of, yeah, shredding Testing the tires. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Bit too much grip on them still, just get a yeah, spin it out. Mm. Yeah, so that that's my little my little rant, I guess. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's spoken from the side of a hoon. Yeah, there, I've, me, said it. I've said Excuse it. Excuse me. You're a hoon. Okay. You drive one forty on the freeway. I did that you don't know how many times. Yeah, exactly. The fact that it's more than zero shows that you're a hoon. As I was saying before, it was like 1am, 1 a, 1 a. I needed to get home, I was tired. Yeah, well... I shouldn't be driving, I shouldn't be going 140. <laughs> exactly. Tracy Grimshaw is disappointed in you. Sorry, Tracy. Yeah, you should be. You no, should be very you're sorry. not Tracy. Yeah, I'm not Tracy, can't I'm speaking on behalf of Tracy. No, you can't. Why not? You're She's not. my friend. T Grimmers. Alright, bud. Yeah. Relax. Mm. Actually, on the... um. On the topic of, like, self-driving cars. Yep. All right. I'll raise the dilemma. Okay. So, I'm going to stipulate that you can't you can't automate it. All right. Suppose that you have self-driving cars. Like everyone has self-driving cars, right? Yep. You are in, I don't know, a sedan, like a normal car, right? Next to you are two motorcycles. And then motorcycles are redundant now. Come on, you can't okay. have a self-driving motorcycle. Silly man. You can. You can't. Yes, you can. Well, you just like sitting there. Nah. Nah. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess a self-driving motorcycle would just be you don't turn your wrist, but um, <laughs> or control the throttle. You just sit on exactly. the two-wheel thing. Nah, but, motorcycles are banned as well because I hate motorcycle drivers. Yeah, they they are kind of pricks. I can't lie. They're just not. It infuriates me when you're sitting at a red light and they're like they like waddle past you on their bike. Yep, that it's pisses like, me hey. off so much. Um, but yeah, okay. Say there are two people on either side in small Suzuki Swifts, small cars, right? In they're everything self-driving. Polo. The two cars, the lanes next to you are occupied, so they can't. They can only go at the speed that they're going. You're going the same speed, right? Due to traffic conditions. And they can't change lanes. In front of you, there's a truck which is also self-driving, with a with a thing of like logs, right? Yep. One of the logs, like the the ropes holding it back, breaks free. One of the logs falls onto the road, and if you do nothing, it will it will hit you and you will die, right? Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Let's say either side of you in the in the cars next to you, there are more people than in your car. So let's say you have one person; it's just yourself, and in cars either side of you, there's a family of five. Yes. Okay. Carry on. Right. So the log comes crashing through, right? And now your car has to decide: uh, Do I kill my driver or do I kill? So essentially, either you die or one of the five family of five next to you dies. Yes. How do you program that? Uh, that's actually incredible that you brought that up today because I was reading an article oh, yeah. about um, 
understanding AI and how we're going to study it in the future. And this guy, what is his name? Ayad Rawan. Oh, yeah. He is an MIT technologist and he's worked on such things as which pedestrian an autonomous car should kill. Yeah. So it's kind of the same situation, I'd like to think. Yeah. And he also worked on something called the psychopath AI that sees violence and horror in every image it evaluates. And that's just terrifying. Yeah, that sounds. Jeez. All right. Thanks, Ayad. Yeah. <laughs> well, what uh, what's your opinion? What? Well, I think the idea is to minimise human casualties, so you die, unfortunately, bud. Yeah, but if that were the case, who would ever buy self-driving cars? It's kind of the same thing as who would ever fly on an aeroplane that one that slight chance that the aeroplane crashes. Yeah, but because, um, like this, how how likely is it going to be that a log is going to fall off the back of a truck? Well, that's just one scenario. Like there, there can be more than one scenario. And haven't you seen all those videos yeah. of Tesla self-driving cars like saving from some treacherous situations? Yeah, yeah, I I do I, agree. I, I, they would save more lives than yeah. they hurt, but. The fact that I think, uh, especially right, with a lot so of as people, a person, what would you do in that situation? As a person, like, yeah. So if you were driving the car and that exact same situation happened, what could you do? Kill the family of five. <laughs> Flip a coin. Heads would go left. Tails would go right. Oh, come on! I don't That's want. Pretty to dark. I, okay. It's like the trolley problem, right? You know the trolley problem. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, if, if in case you don't know it, you you have a lever, right? And there's a train coming or a trolley coming. If you pull the lever, it, it's about to hit one person. If you pull the lever, it switches tracks, and it will kill five people. So, which do you choose? Um, it's like, it's kind of like the trolley problem, but um, instead of another person dying, it's you dying. Right? Yep. Yeah. That's funny, because this guy so did the trolley problem with his AI. So, this guy is You're like... You're pretty much this guy, Jerry. I know. <laughs> this this uh, genius... Uh, what was his name? I hear he's handsome as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is uh, also also Iyad, similar. Yeah. yeah. Well. Anyway, we're basically we're long lost brothers. You you must be. Must Except be. I think he disagrees with you. He would. Oh, really? Be more than happy to let himself die in that situation. No, oh, because he's a chump. <laughs> Damn right, Iyad. You chump. Yeah. You idiot. Uh. Yeah. I. I mean, it's obviously. I don't think it's ever solvable, but nah. Of if course, yes, yeah. that's why it's ethics, bud. Yeah, and I'm sure they'd have like a switch where you can, or you could sort of like take control manually. Yeah, at nah. any point, probably. Yeah. So I'm sure you could, if you wanted but just, to. Just imagine the time saving it would cause as well, because you know, you know what the butterfly effect is at a traffic light, or is it the caterpillar effect? Caterpillar effect. Sorry. Uh right. So if you hit one traffic light, it slows. Slows you down, like, progressively? Is that what it is? No, I didn't even hear that. It's just like, when you're at a traffic light... Yeah. And the traffic light turns green, that car goes, then that car goes, then that car goes. Whereas if it's autonomous, they would all be synced to go at the same time without crashing, and you can get a lot more people through a traffic light. Right, okay. Yeah. It's the same in, in like, a traffic jam situation. That's what happens as well. You have one car who suddenly stops. Yeah, yeah. I see. I, it would definitely improve just oh, about for everything. Sure. Yeah. AI for the win. Yeah. I think... Uh, just waiting it's to turn myself into a bionic human. Oh, really? Get, get some AI chips in my head. 
Yeah, yeah. Yep. Become superior. Uh, not that nice. I am not, nice. I'm not already superior. Oh, uh, yeah, no. You're definitely already superior. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, with the chips you'll be. You'll send to godhood. Yes, yeah. I'll be the first Terminator. <laughs> I can't do an Arnie accent, so I'm not going to try. Sorry. Get to the chopper. How's that? That was good. Thanks, yeah. Jerry. I can do a Yoda accent as well. Oh, excellent. Go on. Might as well showcase your skills. Okay. <clears throat> Master Yoda, I am. <laughs> <laughs> One with the force, you are. That's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know how I just, I just, I was born with it, I guess. I just discovered it. Oh, maybe One it's day. Maybelline. Huh? I said maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. I... It's the fourth. I'm the chosen one. Um, yeah, that's really good, Jerry. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Suitably impressed, actually. Yeah, thank you. I, that's, um, I've been told that's my best quality. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that statement. <laughs> how, about, how about this, Jerry? Completely unrelated. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a quote from a uh, Blaise Pascal. You know who Blaise Pascal is? You know the... The units that we measure pressure in, Pascal's. Yeah. Yep. And he has a triangle. Okay, a triangle. Cool. Pascal's triangle. Yep. All right, yep. Yep. And he has a lolly. Okay, yes. I'm just going to keep going with you, whatever. Uh, I was kidding. I know what a Pascal the, is, yeah. So the Pascal is like yep. the little... Yep. But he's a, he's a renowned French scientist from like the 17th century. Yep. And he came up with the saying, a person's worst thing or like worst fear is to be alone with themselves. Ooh, I think that's really good. I think it's really smart. Yeah. And I think in the modern society that we have today, we've come a long way to uh, negate that that uh, like, happening. Yeah. Like run away yeah, from it. Yeah, to like avoid that at all possible costs. Hence why we've got social media. Hence why we've got TVs, movies, pretty much anything to distract ourselves from reality. Yeah, and uh, it's it's actually funny because like you see it everywhere. Like people can't, go five minutes without pulling out the phone and I mean us included yeah no that's it, that's why I was saying before I've tried I've deleted my social media for a month oh yeah see if it changes anything just mm. be that that person who's like guys oh, not on Facebook you can reach me on <laughs> yeah this number yeah or just send a pigeon yeah oh yeah I was gonna say fax but yeah pigeon I don't have a fax machine pigeon's just gonna have to work right Sorry. you can use your your fucking asshole bird <laughs> in the other room god he has this bird and I swear to God, it is the most vicious creature I've ever encountered. Every time I go near it, it like glares at me and starts squawking like it's about to attack. I'm so scared. Yeah, because Jerry's a bit of a bitch. What? My bird can smell fear. And Jerry's drenched in it. Okay, you know what? They evolved from dinosaurs. Okay. They're, they're you really to be think feared. that evolved from a dinosaur? No, it evolved from a <laughs> into a bigger <laughs> Hey, watch. I'm sorry. I'll uh, I'll edit beeps into that. <laughs> yeah. So, but what do you, what do you think about that saying? I I think it's solid. Like we've come we've come so far, but it seems we're just going in the wrong direction sometimes. Like with the amount of distractions we have in modern day life, like social media, always, but always trying to contact someone, whether it be through like Messenger, Snapchat, sliding into their DMs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you watched that video? By um, Simon Sinek is like the problem with millennials. It got really big at one point. He basically don't think about I have. It. It's uh, it's really good. You should check it out. It's he basically says like um, because it's so addictive. Like social media yeah, is no. so addictive. Because um, 
you're like you're feeling down, you want a hit a hit of dopamine, you just send out fifty messages. Hey, 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 hey. Get right? them get them responses. Yeah, likes, hear them hearts. hear them dings, right? And you every every ding there's a shot of dopamine. Yeah, it's true. It's and bit, it's it's a bit fucked, to be honest. Right? Um Link. and <laughs> Wow, this jar's getting pretty full. <laughs> uh Just afford to buy some subscribers. Yeah. Some Instagram followers. Uh yeah, and Louis CK was talking about this as well. He um it's like just no one can be everyone needs to be happy now. It's I feel it, like it's more like no one's happy with themselves, which is why they like reach out Yeah. To find other sources they, of happiness. They find uh superficial happiness. Exactly, that's the perfect way to put it. It's uh uh yeah, exactly. And it's always like fleeting. Yeah, right. For sure. Uh, actually, this leads on to taking vacations as well. Okay. I'll okay. talk about this as well, but continue. Yeah. Um, well, I think like there's one type where you're, it's not, you don't actually feel happy because you don't have like dopamine and serotonin. Or, no, that's the sleep one. Don't worry. Uh, one of one of them, just um, the happiness. Testosterone. <laughs> testosterone. The happiness hormones flowing through you but um you're more like calm and you're more centered right and you like you're okay with things in life but with this like this sort of superficial like fleeting like you're always trying to chase the high yeah exactly uh, that's why you have you not not because you're chinese jerry but have you ever been to one of the like shower i can't believe you would just you just said that <laughs> i'm offended to my core good i'm i'm contacting my lawyer as we speak. All right. I'll yeah. keep in touch. Podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs> Bye, James. Bye, Jerry. Slam. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I really want to go to a, a Shaolin temple or something because they've, like, perfected the art of meditation. And for the life of me, I've found so many articles recently about how good meditation is for your, like, your mental well. Yeah. Mental, it's like mental mind- health. Mindfulness? Yeah, mindfulness. That- That's the one. I, um, I'm sort of divided on this actually because on one hand it seems it does seem really good like it it calms you and their philosophies are actually really intelligent if you think they they sound super wishy-washy like oh you know it's like um they really focus on especially in in buddhism and taoism it's they focus on like nothingness and like purposelessness and shit like that it sounds like super depressing right but it's actually got a lot of uh, it makes sense once you think about it's it. It's got a lot of merit to it. Yeah, it does. And obviously, like people who, a lot of people who follow it, um, do find a better life or a better state of mind. So it obviously works. But um, on the other hand, I was talking to a friend who went to like this meditation camp where he just meditated every day for like a week, twelve hours a day, and he spoke to no one. And apparently, it was that that sounds like hell. It does. Like, but how did he feel afterward? Uh, he felt. He described it as like uh, when he, especially when he came back into the city, because it was out in the middle of nowhere. When he came back into the city, everything he started noticing everything because there's there's so much stimulus, especially in the urban areas. But because we're so used to it, it we sort of um zone it out. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. Wow. But. Uh, as like once he stepped foot back into like regular society, it was like everything became so vivid, and he noticed everything. He was more mindful of where he was, essentially. 
Amazing. I know. Crazy. That's cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was actually having the same thought as well before. Oh, that's yeah. good. So pretty crazy. I was going to write it down in my, my thing. Oh, great minds that's think alike. Exactly. Self-fired. They do. Ha-ha. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Back onto the, the vacations. Mm. Oh, maybe it's like the superficial items in life, I guess. Right. So we're not really at this point yet, but once you reach full-time work, yeah, your life becomes kind of grind, doesn't it? You're going to agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I found like a nice little saying. It's like the the box of daily... I'm at that point again. Can you give me my thesaurus? <laughs> Forgot it this way. Oh, dear. Sorry. The, like it's the box of daily acceptance. You just like... You've accepted that your life is this. You wake up at uh, right. set time, have breakfast, shower, brush your teeth. So you sort of... Unless it's every second day, then you don't shower. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Jokes. So and then you go to work, you drive to work, you work for eight hours, go home, yeah. go to gym, whatever you do. So you're saying work. that you sort of meander through life. So yeah, you get, you, you get stuck in the cycle, but that's, that's pretty much what 99% of the population has. Yeah. yeah. Of the adult population. Yeah, so, I think, uh, so, so just a side note, um, it doesn't have to be, like, the being on the grind doesn't have to be, you know, a negative term. It's good, Jerry, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. I was, I was getting to this, I'm just sending the picture again. Um, Warren Buffett said in an interview, uh... With like, his casual, like, $90 billion. Yeah, I was going to get onto that, but it, basically he said, uh, you shouldn't do anything that you wouldn't do for free. Like as as a career, but obviously, you know he's got as much money as he could ever hope for. So like, of course he can say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but as I was saying, so yeah. to get to get out of this feeling that we're in the daily grind, we like to provide ourselves with these superficial items or whatever you want to call them. So say you've set yourself like a goal. You say I'm going to save up enough money to buy myself that nice new car. So yep. you get enough money, you go buy the car and. Maybe for the first first couple of weeks, you're like, oh my god, this is so nice. I love this new car. Second couple of weeks, it's kind of like, uh, it's nice and all, but it's kind of just the same as my last car, I guess. And then you get to that point where just that car becomes part of your daily grind. It becomes just another thing, another part of your life. And in essence, it's kind of a waste of that money that you've just saved up. Yeah, I and mean, it, and the same can be said for a holiday. So you you look forward this whole year while you're saving up to go on this holiday. Maybe it's only ten days. Maybe it's more. Yeah, but once it's done, it's done. It's it's nothing. Yeah, um, and just back to the same. You've spent this money, and it's good for that ten days only, and then it becomes nothing. I and disagree what, with the holiday. What, what I yeah, think. Uh, there's, there's a step further as well. Say say you really enjoyed this holiday that you went to South Korea or something. Right. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to completely turn my life around. I'm going to move to South Korea, get my dream job there. And yeah, so you do that. And the first couple of months while living in South Korea, you're learning all these new things, making all these new friends and really enjoying your new job. But then you you just get into that, that new grind. It becomes the same thing again. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Yeah. It's yeah. what life is at the moment. Yeah. But I'm, I think what needs to be taken out of it is you probably don't need to take these holidays, don't need these superficial items on the side. You can maybe save your money for something bigger, 
when you retire. Yeah. But I think the thing that you need to take out is just to be grateful for what you have. I know you sound really wishy-washy now. Just going to be grateful, yeah. guys. <laughs> no, but you're going to be going to be have gratitude for what you've got. Yeah. Because first of all, living in the circumstances we do in a first world country, like upper middle class, whatever you want to call ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm actually lower class. <laughs> You're bum. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> Life prospects look great. <laughs> yeah, but you you have to be grateful for these sort of things that you have and just like realize that you're you're well above like ninety percent of the population in the world. But you still have people who complain about it constantly. Yeah, I think uh the reason it feels like that. And I the way you described it, it does sound pretty bad. But that's because people I I think people are just dissatisfied with what they have. Like they're never happy with it. Yeah, no, that's and so they that, that's like human nature though. Yeah. So it I think it like ties back to the that sort of social media self gratification stimulating sort of idea that we were talking about before. Uh, like, we just need to be happy with where we're at. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. I think it's just, in this day and age, people are just afraid of of being dissatisfied. So they just yeah, keep... Quite right. Instead of sort of taking a couple of steps back and, you know, a bit of self-reflection, a bit of, like, what do I need to to actually sort of calm myself and find... Find, oh, geez, I don't sound like Confucius, but like find peace, <laughs> right? Find the peace within yourself. Well, you do that accent so well, Jerry. Yeah. It's almost like you. Uh, oh, I just listen to my dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, your dad is Confucius. Yeah, he has a big, um, big beard and like the yes. catfish mustache. Nice. Yeah, I and know. he like strokes it when he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, stroke it when he's talking. He's like, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, Jerry, <laughs> to become a great man. <laughs> all right i think okay. i think we're pretty much done now thanks jerry yeah no worries uh that's another shower of thoughts episode that's another shower thoughts podcast episode wrapped up so, so yeah yeah hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already yeah thank you Donate for listening Patreon yeah when exactly. we set it up uh we'll see <laughs> follow us on instagram mm. when we set it up you know what? Just thank you for being so loyal and you know listening to our podcast because we know not many of you are left. Yep. Thanks, guys. Illy. Yeah. We appreciate it. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Signing out. Signing. Okay, we're not doing that again. We have to. It's, it's tradition, Jerry. Can't break tradition. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>